In this message we talk about the importance of drawing from the anointing ushering in God's presence and receiving manifestations of his glory through faith. Right, we're going to make our declaration and uh, then spend some time in the word of God. So if you have your bibles please turn with me to 1 John chapter 4. Um I just want to bring our attention to a verse of scripture and then we will stand up and uh, make our declaration. 1 John chapter 4 we'll read verses 4 and 5. 1 John chapter 4 verses 4 and 5. John is saying You are of God. That means you're from God, little children, and I've overcome them because he who was in you is greater than he who is in the world. Verse 5. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. Verse 6. We are of God. And so there's one part that's missing but it's implicit we are of God therefore we speak as of God and he who knows God hears us that's implicit right he says in verse 5 they are of the world so how do they speak they speak as of the world and the world is their audience You and I we are of God therefore we speak as of God and he who knows God will hear us okay point is this we are of God therefore we must speak as of they are of the worlds so they speak as of the so tell your neighbor i have a different language <laughs> you know we speak a different language we speak as of god so i don't say what everybody else is saying i need to say what god has taught me to say as somebody who was born of him we are born of god we have been born again we've been born of god and so we must speak as of god what does god say about my situation what does god say about things i face in life what does god say about these things what does god say about our need his word says my god shall supply all your need that's what god's word says what does god say about your future god says i know the plans i have for you plans to give you a hope and a what does god say what does god say we are of god therefore we speak as of amen so i want to encourage you and me that in every situation say what god says say what the bible says that's the way god wants us to live amen let's rise to our feet now we're going to make our declaration so if you brought your bible with you hold it high up in the air please and say this out loud bold and strong with me this is god's word this is god speaking to me i am who god says i am i can do what god says i can do i will become everything god has promised I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I'm blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word. I believe his word, and I live by his word. Christ is my master, and to him 
I am in absolute surrender in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn around, please, to the person sitting next to you, in front of you, behind you. Take a moment to say hello. Give them a good smile. Get to ask them their name. And, uh, yeah, you may be seated. Today is the last message in this series on manifesting His glory. We've been uh, talking about the presence of God and the glory of God, just sharing several things on it. And I wish we could just keep on talking about it. There's so much uh, that, uh, that uh, we can uh, uh, you know, discover in the Word and uh, press into. Uh, but you know, for practical reasons, we'll say, okay, today's our last Sunday. We'll move to something new <laughs> next Sunday. Um, and this morning, I want to talk about the anointing, the presence, and the glory. The anointing, the presence, and the glory. And uh, we'll try to put all of this together. But you know, uh, uh, I have to admit that some of the things we're going to talk about this morning may be a little heavy. Meaning it's not a typical uh, Sunday morning inspirational message that, that you know, makes you feel good and all happy and cheerful and you go away. Uh, it might be a little heavy. And maybe some of the things we've been talking about and the presence of God and the glory of God uh, ha- has been already a little heavy. So what's he talking about, you know? Um, but I want us to understand something. Your revelation of God is going to determine your experience of God. How much you know of Him is going to determine how much you experience Him. So if we are satisfied with just a little, little bit, you know, Pastor, don't preach too heavy. Just give me a little bit enough to make me happy. Well, that's going to be the level of our experience. But if we press in to know Him, we press in saying, yes, God, show me more. Reveal yourself to me. You're going to experience him that much more. So sometimes as we move into uh, uh, deeper dimensions of the Lord and, 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 and delve deeper into the word to s- receive greater revelation, it might be a little heavy to make that journey, a little difficult. But remember, as you receive that revelation, you're not positioning to actually encounter God. To experience him in that manner. God will always manifest himself to the extent that he is revealed. That he is proclaimed. So as we proclaim more and more of the greatness and the glory of God. We will begin to see. We will begin to see. We will begin to experience. So that's why. Even though sometimes these things may be a little heavy. We keep talking. Keep pressing in. Try to bring it line upon line. Like the Bible says. Little by little. You bring it in line upon line. Uh, precept upon precept. Little by little you bring it in, but it helps us journey into the things of God. So this morning, we want to talk about the anointing, the presence, and the glory. How do we we understand it? And many of us are familiar with the term anointing. And now, for the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the presence of God. We've talked about the glory of God. How do we bring all this together? And what does it mean? Now, what we must understand that is that each person of the Godhead expresses the Godhead completely. So we know God the Father, God the Son, God the... God the Father expresses the Godhead completely. God the Son expresses the Godhead completely. God the Holy Spirit expresses the Godhead. It is not that God the Son expresses only one-third of the Godhead. (laughs) He's one-third God. No. He is God. Amen? So He expresses all of the Father, all of the Spirit, 
all the Godhead is expressed through God the Son. So also, God the Holy Spirit expresses the Godhead completely. He's not just one third of God. So when Jesus said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, he didn't say, well, you've got one third, two thirds is in heaven. No, all of God, God the Holy Spirit expresses the Godhead completely. Amen? Now, in the Bible, you and I find different titles for God the Holy Spirit. Different titles. These titles reveal certain aspects of his working, what he does, what he's come to do. So it's one God, one Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, but he has different titles that bring or reveal different aspects of who he is. And what is interesting is that God the Holy Spirit is referred to as the Spirit of Glory. The Spirit of Glory. Look, for example, in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 14, Peter writes, he says, If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the Spirit of Glory and of God rests on you. So the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is also referred to as the Spirit of Glory. He is a spirit of glory and of God. He's resting on you. Say this with me. The spirit of glory rests on me. The spirit of glory rests on me. So the Holy Spirit is referred to as the spirit of glory. And other, other passages that you can compare. Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. It says that Jesus was raised up by the glory of the Father. And then in Romans 8, 11, it says that the Spirit of God raised Jesus up. So you put that two and two together. The Holy Spirit is referred to as the glory of the Father. The Holy Spirit is the glory of the Father. He is the Spirit of glory. What does that mean? It means the Holy Spirit releases the glory of God. The Holy Spirit releases the glory of God. God the Holy Spirit represents the Godhead completely. Jesus died. He, he was raised up. He's ascended. He's gone back to the Father. And he said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. But he's seated on the throne. But he said, I will have the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit is in you, with you. He's in you. He is the Spirit of glory. He is the one who releases the glory of God. So there are different titles for the Holy Spirit in the Bible. As the Spirit of the Lord, He dispenses the presence of God all through all of creation. Psalm 139 verse 7, Psalmist says, Where can I go from your presence? Where can I go from your Spirit? So the Holy Spirit dispenses the presence of God throughout creation. As the Spirit of might, Isaiah 11, 1 and 2 refers to him as the spirit of might. He dispenses the power of God. He anoints people with the power of God. As the spirit of glory, he causes a release of the glory of. You with me so far? So the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of glory. God, the Holy Spirit. He releases the glory of God. So now, let's talk about recognizing the anointing, the presence and the glory. The anointing, presence and now, this is true both for us as individuals and for us collectively as a, as a community, as a people, as a gathering of believers. So I'm going to talk about this first 
in the context of us as individuals. And then hopefully we'll have time to do this, talk about it collectively. I ran out of time at the north, and so I'm just I'm going to try to go through this a little fast. The anointing, the presence, and the glory. The anointing, what is it? It is the presence of the Holy Spirit with an individual to help that individual do what God has called him to, him or her to do. What is the anointing? It's the empowering of the Holy Spirit upon a person, an individual. So we say anointing, that person's anointed, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of the Holy Spirit with a person. The word anointing simply means to rub, to smear, to anoint, to So you are smeared, you're rubbed with the holy. And all of us are anointed. All of us are anointed to do what God's called us to do. That means God has anointed you, given you his Holy Spirit to empower you, to bring you ability more than what you have with yourself. So he's anointed you to bring you ability to do what God has called you to do. The presence is... God dispensing himself to be with a person or dispensing himself throughout creation, all of his creation. The presence, God himself. Anointing, empowering, presence, God with a person. The glory is God revealing himself through a person or in his creation. You understand the difference? The the anointing, the presence, and the glory. Now, Let's talk about this with reference to an individual, with reference to you. You are anointed by God. There are different kinds of anointing. That means different kinds of empowering. For instance, in the body of Christ, in the church, there are those who are apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. Each one of them is anointed to do what God wants them to do. The anointing of God is related to your calling, gifting, and function. You with me so far? That means whatever God has called you, gifted you, and given you the function to do, he has anointed you to do that. There's an anointing for that. If you're a football player, there's an anointing to play football. Some of you say, yes. (laughs) If God's called you to do whatever God's called you to do, there's an anointing for it. If you're a musician, God's anointed you. There's an anointing for that. If you're an artist, there's an anointing for that. If, there's a, if you're a teacher, there's an anointing for that. If you're a businessman, there's an anointing for that. If you're a software developer, good news, there's an anointing for that. So what do you mean, pastor? You think the Holy Spirit will come with me to my office? Of course. There's an anointing for everything God has called you, gifted you, and put you to do. So say this with me. I'm anointed. There are different kinds of anointings. You, you know, we don't have time to study this in detail. But you read the Bible and God's, God anointed people to do all kinds of different things in the Bible. Not all of them were just preachers. They did different things. There are different kinds of anointing. And there are different measures of the same anointing. So you can have three people. Uh, they may all be, say, example. They may all be teachers. But there's a different measure of anointing on each of them. You can grow in the measure of anointing that's on your life. The empowering of the Holy Spirit that's on your life. You can grow in it. Are you with me? You can increase in that. In the empowering of the Holy Spirit on your life. There are different kinds of anointing. So I must not desire a kind of anointing that I'm not called to. 
For example, Pastor Jix, he is anointed to teach the word, but he's also anointed to lead in worship. I can't go to God and say, God, give me a worship leader's anointing. Forget it. Because it's not in line with the calling, gifting, and function. I'm not called to do that. I'm not gifted to do that. I'm not, that's not my function. That there's a different anointing for that. You with me? Different kinds of anointings. Different measures of anointing. He can grow. Elisha said, I want double of what Elijah had. Twice. Same Holy Spirit. But just double it. <laughs> so different measures of the anointing. Each one of us is anointed by the Holy Spirit. Empowered. And you can grow in it. I want to encourage you to grow in it. The presence of God. The Lord is present with each one of us as believers. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But like we have studied earlier, there are different measures of the presence. And I think all of us can attest to this, that there are times personally we feel like God's not here. Today he's absent. <laughs> he didn't show up. I don't feel him. I don't, I don't recognize. No presence. And yet there are times each one of us can say, oh, the presence of God oh, was so strong. I, I didn't know what to do. And I'm talking about individually, you by yourself. Maybe you were in your room reading the Bible or praying or listening to some worship song and just worshiping God and you recognized the presence. So there are different measures of, uh, of the presence with us. And now some people, when they meet you, because every person, whether he, no matter what their spiritual background is, is a spiritual being. So sometimes when people meet you, they might tell you, hey, there's something different about you. There's something different about you. They are, they are recognizing the presence of God with, because they're coming into contact with the presence of God with you. Each one of us are carriers of the presence of God. Are you with me so far? But what determines the presence of God with me, with you? There are some things in scripture. What determines the presence? How much of presence I carry? Some believers and I'm just saying this as a joke. Sometimes, you know, some believers, you meet them and you, gosh, you want to run away. No presence. You know? It's the totally opposite. Of course, they're believers, but they come with all the wrong things, you know. And then there are some believers. It's just so pleasant to be with them. They're carrying the presence. You feel the love of God. You feel the attributes of God, his mercy, his truth. It shines out of their life. It comes out. What determines that? There are some things in scripture. One is our obedience to the word. And I'm just going away from the slides a bit. Our obedience to the word. In John 14, verses 21, 22, 23, Jesus said this. In John 14, 21, Jesus said, If you love me and you keep my commandments, then my father will love you and we will manifest or reveal ourselves to you. Your revelation of God is determined by your obedience to God. Because if you obey his word, he said, we will manifest, we will reveal. So you want greater revelation of God? Walk in greater obedience to God. Are you understand? Now when I say walk in obedience to God, I don't mean just stop doing the wrong things. Some of us may not be doing anything wrong. The Lord Jesus 
never sinned. Yet the Bible says he learned obedience. What does it mean? It means he just, God just, God the Father just took him. You're not doing anything wrong. But can you obey me in this? Can you obey me in this? Can you obey me in this? I'm taking you to higher levels of obedience. So obedience does not just mean you stop doing what is wrong. It means you move on into greater levels of yieldedness to God. Are you with me? So let's not think about obedience as just, okay, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I, I, I normally chew pan, but I'm going to stop chewing pan. Oh gosh, get <laughs> forget about those things. It means you're obeying God more and more. And he says, the more you obey, the more I'll reveal. And then in verse 23, he says another thing. John 14, 23, he says, if you love me, you'll keep my word and my father will love you and we will come and make our home with you. Think about that. He's saying, you obey me and we'll move in with you. I'll become your roommate. I'm going to live with you. Your obedience to God determines the presence of God with you. Are you listening? So why is it some believers carry more of the presence? Well, they've just moved to a new level of obedience. Amen? So, individually, as an individual, you're a carrier of the presence. But the presence of God is determined by your obedience to his word. Just yield to his word. Another thing that uh, determines the presence of God with us, uh, we can say, is to acknowledge him. Acknowledging him. Hmm? Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Because everything you do. When you go to work, go to watch a movie. Pastor, you watch movies? This is a very worldly church. Pastor watches movies. (laughs) Anyway. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Then you will find him directing your now, what is the word acknowledge? English, when you say acknowledge, it could mean the same as, hi, I acknowledge you. Oh, God, please help me in my exam. Thank you. I acknowledged him. But that's not what the Hebrew means. The Hebrew word there, acknowledge, literally, because it's used in many contexts, but the word acknowledge there means to know intimately. Not know casually, hi, God, but to know Intimately, It's the same word that's used in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 1 when it says, And Adam knew his wife Eve. So suppose they had translated, Adam acknowledged his wife. Hi Eve. <laughs> that's not what he did. Adam knew. Same words. His wife Eve. So in all your ways, know God intimately. And he will direct your Know him intimately. That means everything you think, say and do, do it as though you were in his presence. So imagine, this is just imagine. Imagine you were in the throne room of God. What would your thoughts be like you know, about your boss? No, no matter how bad he is, when you are in the presence of God, you and I would dare not think something wrong, even about the boss or whoever, you know. I was, just imagine, what would your thoughts be? What would your words be? 
what kind of things would you do if you're standing in the throne room of God? Now, down here on earth, he says, in all that you do, in all your ways, know God intimately. That means acknowledge, recognize his presence, and he will direct your paths. So that's the second key to really making sure that we are carriers of the presence of God, right? And there are other things we, we'll talk about, but the anointing, the presence, and the glory. Each one of us, like we spoke over the last two times, two sessions, we are carriers, displayers, and dispensers of the glory. Each one of us. Each one of us. Amen? So as individuals, you, as an individual, you are anointed by God. You're a carrier of God's presence. And you're a displayer of God's glory. You. Amen? Let's say this together. I am anointed by God. I'm a carrier of the presence of God. I'm a displayer of the glory of God. Each one of us. Amen? Now, let's just change and say collectively. Now, as a group, as a community, this is also true. As a church, as a people, or God's people who gather together, there's an anointing, there's the presence, there's the glory. So, as a body, we must recognize the anointing of God. We, as a people, we must recognize the anointing. And I'll just mention a few aspects of this. Upon us, as a body, there is an anointing. That means God's empowering for us to do what he has called us to do. It has to do, like we said, with the call, the gifting, and the function that God has for us collectively as a body. Amen? Now, I just give an example, a simple practical example. And again, please understand this is not to boast. But I've had many men of God come and tell me, you know, what we are doing through our publications, they've never seen anyone else do in our country. Many of them came into these books. They go out all across the country, free in different languages. They said, we've never seen anybody do that. Usually they say, give the offering, then take the book. But we said, never seen this kind of thing. And personally for me, other than trying to be a good steward of what God's given, I don't worry about this. I'm not sitting up late at night saying, oh God, where's the money coming from to print the books? It's been, it's been no sweats at all. I don't worry. It just happens. Why? There's an anointing. There's an anointing. God has called us. Now, of course, we have to be good stewards. We don't want things to be wasted. We don't want, you know, uh, things to be misused. And so to that measure, we have to be good stewards. But other than that, it's his empowering upon us as a community. Are you with me? And like that, there are several other things that God is doing through us as a community. Why? Because of his anointing. And it's no sweat. You understand that? Another aspect of the anointing is this. That as a people, we must recognize the anointing. When a man or a woman of God stands here to minister to us, what we receive is determined by how we honor the anointing. You know, when Jesus went to John the Baptist to be baptized in the River Jordan, John the Baptist was the last Old Testament prophet. He came with the message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. But Jesus went to John to be baptized. He had no sin to repent of. Why did he go to John to be baptized? Jesus gave only one reason. He said, John... Let it be like this for now, in order that we may fulfill all righteousness. 
to do everything right in the sight of God. What was the right thing Jesus was doing? He was honoring the man and the message. Are you understood? Jesus had no sin to repent of. He didn't need to be baptized. But he was honoring the man and the message. John the Baptist. Man sent from God. Fulfill all righteousness. The heavens were open. The spirit descended. So in recognizing the anointing. You honor God's servants. Whoever stands. And I'm not saying this for my sake. But I'm saying wherever you go. Wherever you know. You may visit some place. And maybe listening to a man of God. Or woman of God ministering. Honor the man, honor the servant, honor the message. I'm not saying just swallow everything because, you know, you've got to discern, you've got to correct and all of that. But you honor, you will receive. You with me? So in, in relation to the anointing, there's anointing on us. And collectively, when we come, we need to recognize, recognize what God is doing. What is the anointing? What is the Holy Spirit doing? Recognize. Same thing with us about the presence of God. We know uh, the presence and the glory. What is the difference between the anointing and the presence? The anointing is God working through an individual. The glory is God just working by himself, collectively. So a person stands here, he's ministering. He's ministering under the anointing. But when God reveals his glory upon us as a community, God works on his own independently, regardless of the anointing that's on the person. Do you understand the difference? So whether this person is very anointed, not anointed, whether he has faith, he doesn't have faith, when God moves on us as a community and he releases his glory, he, he's doing his own works. The anointing is through and empowering through an individual. The glory, God doing it on his. But as a community, we must understand there are things you and I do, can do, to have increased measures of God's presence and glory upon us. I want to talk briefly on that and I'll close. Tell a neighbor he's going to close sometime. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's only five more minutes. You all with me so far? Okay. So collectively, how can we have more of the presence and more of the glory? And we have talked about all this before. I'm just going to remind us. First, there's got to be intense hunger. There's got to be intense hunger. Now, what did, the David, what did the psalmist say in Psalm 63, 1 and 2? Oh, God, today is Sunday. I have to go to church. I have to go to the sanctuary and sit through two hours. Oh, God, have mercy. That's not what he said. He said, oh, God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. As in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. To see your power and your. So imagine when you came this morning to the sanctuary. Did you come to see what the pastor was wearing? (laughs) Or what somebody else was wearing? What did you come to see? He says, God, I came I looked for you. Sanctuary is a place where they all gather together, right? So he's saying, God, I looked for you. So when we gather together, we've got to come with this kind of hunger. I hope you came hungry. Amen. I'm not talking about your lunch. <laughs> Some of you say, yes, Pastor. I'm really hungry. Wrap it up soon. <laughs> I'm not talking about lunch. He said, God, I am hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for you. I came to the sanctuary. 
I came to look for God. And I came to see, I want to see his power. And his, so all of us collectively should have that hunger for God. Then we will see increased manifestations of his presence and his, you all with me? This is what we can do collectively. Now some of these apply to both, you know, to... You can, this is important in our personal lives as well. Another important thing that we could do, of course, is praise and worship. Wor- praise and worship. And I'm not going to explain this, but, you know, the Psalm 24 says, Lift up your heads, O you gates, and uh, open up those doors so that the King of glory will come in. Praise is that procession that ushers in the King of glory. It's a triumphant procession. It's ushering in the presence of the King of glory. Worship is when we honor the presence and the glory of God. And God always responds to that praise and worship. But I want to challenge us on this one thing. I think a lot of us miss it when we try to worship God. We may be singing, how great is our God. And your mind is thinking, oh man, that boss. Oh God, that problem. I got to pay that bill tomorrow. You're saying the right thing. How great is our God. Your mind is, that bill to be paid is bigger than mine. Your mind is worried about something else. But singing, because the band is there, Paul is leading, words are coming out. How great is our God. Mind is, oh God, please. Mind is worried, mind is troubled, mind is somewhere else. Can't, that's not worship. So what do you do when you worship? Of course, you sing or you say whatever. But your mind. Clear out all other thoughts and fill your mind with the bigness and the greatness of God. So when you're saying, how great is our God, in your mind also, oh God, you are so great. That bill I have to pay is so small. The problem that I'm facing is so small. Oh, how great. Are you understanding? Your mind must be in sync with what you are Singing. Oh, if you're singing about the goodness of God, then in your mind, God, you're really good. Clear out all other kinds of thoughts. Are you understanding? So when you worship, when you love God, you love him with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. Now, when we collectively worship God like that, that is true worship. Amen? So you're not looking at, hmm, he's, today he's wearing a red shirt. Last Sunday, what shirt was he? You're not worried about any of that. Your mind is not on those things. You're worshipping God. When you worship God, he will be attracted. He will move in with his presence and glory. Right? So there are other things in scripture. We've talked about being still. we talked about having faith. But I want to close now. I just want to say this, that let us hunger for more of his presence and glory. Let's hunger. Let's be hungry. God, we want your presence. We want your glory to be manifested. We want more God. We are on a journey and there is more. We must be hungry for more of his presence, more of his glory. And when we begin to experience more, let's call our worship team up, please. When we begin to experience more of his presence, more of his glory in our midst, the Bible says that Gentiles will come. People will come. They say, there is something here that I need. Amen? They will come. Every human heart hungers for a genuine encounter with the presence and the glory of God. So if you and I 
collectively, when we come and we usher in the presence of God, we worship sincerely, we come hungry, saying, God, I want to meet you today. We come like that. We come with faith in our hearts. We learn how to be still in the presence of God. We usher in the presence of the glory of God here. Even the unsaved will come. The Gentiles will come. Because something in their heart says, I need what they have. Amen. Do you think we can make this journey pressing in for more of God's presence, for more of God's glory? And we've talked much about this, what the glory of God will do, how our lives will be changed, how situations will change, how needs will be met, and how healing, God's healing power will just manifest. And God will just do things as he pleases. But we as a people, we must be hungry for the presence of God. As an individual... You are a carrier of God's anointing, presence, and glory. As a people, we are carriers of God's anointing, presence, and glory. There is more. Let's press into it. Amen? We're going to rise up to our feet. And I want us to just take a few moments where we just worship God like never before. Don't worry. I know it's 12.30 and I know I tried to close on time. But today, just let it go. Okay? Just let it go. And just worship Him like never before. And your heart, your mind, just focuses on who He is. The bigness of God. The goodness of God. Just focus on Him and worship Him. We'll do that for a few minutes. Let's just worship Him. Let's just worship Him. Father, we worship You this morning. We turn our heart, our mind, our thoughts on You and how great You are, oh God. Lord, we are hungry for more of You, God. We are hungry for more of You. We are thirsty more of you God we want more of you God we want more of you God we want more of you
More than the song I sing More than the next heartbeat desires to do in this place. Let him do what he chooses to do. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. We're going to just sing how great is our God and just declare his greatness how, and, and just worship him just a little longer <clears throat> thank you God hallelujah all will sing how Hey 
that you are. Thank you, God. Thank you. We bless you. We honor you. just want to just release two words and then we will close I just felt that as we were worshipping God, God was healing two kinds of things, one is just somebody the problem in, the, in your left ear maybe this damage to your hearing uh, or you know, your hearing and this damage is hurt there and God's healed that so I want you to check and uh, just come back tell us what God's done, so that's one thing and also another thing is some, in the abdomen, maybe uh, with your uterus, there's been some problem there and probably even a growth that's, that God's just taken off and God's just removed that. Okay. If you don't mind, just put your hands up. But you need to go check, of course. But you relate to either one of these two things. Just put your hand up. Uh, if you don't mind, anyone here? Problem with your hair? A problem with your uterus? Okay. See some hand there? Okay. So please, thank you. Just put your hand down Please get a check. Come back. Tell us what God's done. Okay? Let's pray. Father, we, we ask that you will take us, Lord, in this journey, both as individuals and collectively, to experience more of your anointing, your presence, and your glory. We thank you, Lord. As we're standing here, if there's anyone, <clears throat> you've never given your heart to Jesus. You never said in your heart, Lord Jesus, Forgive my sins and take over my life. Maybe you've been coming to church for some time, but you've never put your trust in Jesus. And this morning, right where you are, can you just pray in your own heart and say, Jesus, from today, I'm yours. I believe in you. I will follow you. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Let's close. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit, the spirit of glory, be with each of us always. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Keep growing in God's anointing, God's presence, and God's glory on your life. Have a great Sunday. See you again. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org also visit our website, apcwo.org, for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.